This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast presented to you by Flawless Nurses Media. I am one half of your host. I am Jeremy, um, a.k.a. be more like um, Tory Lanes and less like T.I. and Shikana. And that's all I got for today. Absolutely. Um, hey, everybody. It's Candice. Known as Not So Newlywed PC on all social media. Uh, be more like John Boyega and less like Shamik, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, oh, so I didn't know who that nigga was when the timeline was dragging him. But then one of my friends, shout out to Kona, she was like, nigga, you know who he is because we went and saw Dope. And I was like, that's that little nigga from that movie? I feel yep. old as shit. Because it's been that's, ages since I've seen that movie. That's that little stupid motherfucker. Um, oh, my God. Who said Rosa Parks should have used Uber. Listen, to all of the protesters, because I'm not calling y'all rioters, because what y'all is doing is not rioting. It is a reaction to a repeated action. To right. all of the protesters, we stand with you. If we can't be there in the physical... We are sharing those links. I have, we are, I've donated to uh, jail relief funds. Burn this shit down. Yes. Burn it down. Burn it down. And I want to leave y'all with this and then a couple network announcements. Peace is not the love language of white supremacy and hate. It never has been and it never will be. If it mm-hmm. were, we would not continue to see our black bodies popping up dead, laying in the streets like nothing more than dead animals at the hands of the police who should be protecting and serving us. So no, if you want to peacefully protest, absolutely. But if you choose to burn this shit down to the ground, that is an option as well. Because again, white supremacy and hate and bigotry their love language has never been peace their love language has always been violence which is why our churches were burned our businesses were burned our homes were burned with us inside them they burned crosses on our ancestors lawns they did everything in their power to let us know we are better off dead than alive to them even when we made a way out of no way and had our own 
So fuck peace. They never respected it. They've never responded to it with nothing more than extra violence. So burn all this shit down across the nation. And if you a business owner and your shit get burned down, I hope you have the wear and thaw like some business owners I've seen to say, hey, when this is all said and done, we will rebuild. We have insurance. But if my shit got to get burned down to prove a point, then so be it. Because too many Black lives have been taken senselessly with no justification and no justice. You are only one bad, remember this, this is to Black people, you are only ever one bad interaction uh, with the police away from being another hashtag. We've seen it. We've been killed in our houses. We've been killed walking from the store. We've been killed for not using the turning signal. We have been killed just for existing. So all this, with this tearing up our community, these ain't our communities. We don't own shit in our communities, even in the hood. We don't own those housing projects. We don't own the corner stores. We don't own the beauty supply stores. We don't own the liquor stores. We don't own, those are not our communities. And they, they go out of their way to let us know by following us around when we come in their stores, accusing us of stealing, racially profiling us, refusing to service us when they feel like it, talking to us any kind of way because they feel like it. Fuck it. Let it all, let it burn. No STD like Usher, okay? Uh... <laughs> With that said, network announcements. We will be recording a final tribute episode to Curtis and it will be released under Gay Side Stories. If you would like to let your voice be heard and share a memory or a way that Curtis ever touched you, touched your life, helped you, made you laugh, was there for you during a time of grief or grieving or just a time when you were down and out, Please record a audio note no longer than three minutes. Send it to flawlessnoises at gmail.com and it will be included in the final tribute episode to Curtis. And I need that by June 5th, please. Um, what else we got, friend? So we are in the process of onboarding three new shows. Not one, not two, but three. Love Drought. Like I said last week, I'm Not Mad, I'm Pissed, a political podcast and a chef-related podcast called The Last Bite, where a Black female chef will be coming in and discussing food trends, discussing how everyday people can learn food, learn to cook it properly, as to take some of the unhealthy habits out of your life, because let's be honest, a lot of people get fat from eating the wrong type of food and not using portion control, myself included. So I was about to say, hello, it me. Uh, yeah, I'm included in that. So hearing a black woman discuss food, discuss um, food deserts and ways that we can combat those things and, you know, some other very valuable information about how a lot of the foods that we do enjoy are healthier if we learn to cook them at home because we can control what we put in the food that we make. So I'm looking forward to that. Shout out to Reese Ray, Randy Simone, Darren, and Chef Blaze. Um, 
and that's keep and keep listening to our regular shows keep let me tell you something the spirit of Curtis has lived in the trio on Crown and Collars because y'all have been ain't shit for months now. Nonstop. Okay, when they said that's sundown town music. <laughs> and when they dragged that white woman who name I actually have forgot. What's the bitch name, Jeremy? Talking about Atlanta. Oh yeah, bitch, you so insignificant. I dead ass really forgot her name just now. Um, <laughs> they have been giving you the best that they have, and you can show up for for them just by listening to the episodes and sharing them. You know, it's not always about the physical dollar. A stream goes a long ways for a small network like us, and we appreciate every po- every boost of post that we put out on social media every listen you know any feedback any commentary we appreciate that and shout out to will and bianca and jeremy as well um same with gary same with mike and manga x manga is picking up steam go listen to that latest episode because he has a black mangaka which a mangaka is an author of manga um from the uk and it was a really good episode um, so he's connecting there. The ladies from the Insecure Experience and Mama Meets World. Uh, thank you, Bree. Thank you, Tia. Y'all have been and, doing amazing. And thank you, friend. And subscribe to the Patreon if you haven't. It's good content on the Patreon. Yes. So, so we're doing good, we're doing good things on the mm-hmm. we're doing big things. Mm-hmm. So with that, let's move it to the show because. Hold on, real quick. Hold on, real quick. (laughs) Because I just happened to go on Twitter while we recorded this. (laughs) I got a shout out to my girl Robin on Twitter. (laughs) She asked, has Phaedra offered to offer to represent any of the protesters? (laughs) Uh, no, because wasn't it uh, wasn't it Trick Daddy who said every time Phaedra represented Bobby Brown, him, Bobby Bobby. Brown every time Phaedra represented Bobby Brown, he ended up in jail. Phaedra, you leave them protesters alone, bitch. You, we, don't girl, need no, you, we don't need no pro bono we, work from you, bitch. You going on about your business. We, bitch, you you continue to get the funerals ready for the for the lost lives from COVID-19, but you keep your legal non-expertise to your motherfucking self, bitch. Hey, we don't listen, need it. We want them free. We don't need them under the jail. Like, could you imagine being a protester and Phaedra Parts be like, I want to represent you? I'll just be like, you know what, police, just go ahead and keep me. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, oh, bitch. We a pass, okay? Cause bitch, if, it's, if it's anything, if it's anything you worse at than lying about date rape and, and drugging somebody, it's uh being a lawyer. You bad at that. Cause you wouldn't even good at representing Latavia from Destiny's Child. So what? no like That's literally, I can't think of one case that Phaedra has won. Like not one. She she can't even win. She couldn't even win no case against the bitches on Housewives. So I'm a I'll pass. Oh man, I just had to bring it up. Shout out to Rob because that shit was funny to me. Yes, shout out to all of the listeners who make sure to uh make sure we see the T. Okay, shout yes. out to Tay who uh Gucciana Grande. Yeah, shout out to Tay Tay. With the Gucci uh, taste buds, 
um, she sent us something about Faith Evans being arrested for domestic violence against Stevie J. I think we'll hop into that on Ratchet Reloaded. Is Ratchet Reloaded this week? Yes. We recorded this week. Okay. I think yeah. we'll hop on it then because um, we will also be bringing in that Black China show about the OnlyFans. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, that's right. Because I, yeah, I, I, I I'm interested in that. I'm listen. I, I am as well because I think it's a lot that people do not understand about OnlyFans. They see the people who are the top earners, but my thing is, if I got to do, if I got to show you my whole asshole to make some money, and it's not a lot of it, no thanks. I mean, I'm sure people think it's easy to do that, but you got to consider how much those top earners are putting into OnlyFans. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I some of y'all can't even, some of y'all don't even have sex when you want to have sex. So to be, to have to put yourself in a, a mind space to constantly be ready to do sexual things and, and all that kind of stuff, that shit sounds exhausting. Because we in a pandemic, we are seeing a revolution is starting to be televised. We are dealing with loss. We are dealing with grief. We are dealing with depression. And to have to put all that to the side to spread your butthole and put a put a toy in your asshole to keep the lights on that could be a bit stressful. Yeah. Also, shout out to um, the OnlyFans girls and gay girls and boys who um using their profits to uh, towards the protesters. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it, cause it's about, and it's shout out, shout out to to protesters redistributing items that were looted from Target to help protesters: water, milk, mass, towels, redistribution, sna- we to snacks, see whatever the case may be. Y'all called it looting. We call it uh, taking from the rich. We call it reparations. Is what we call it. Yeah. Um, but with that said, let's go ahead and get into, let's go, speaking of it, looting and shit, let's go to Atlanta for T.I. and Tiny, the friends and family hustle. Ciao, T.I. <laughs> what I really need from celebrities is to put your money where your mouth should be. Yeah, I don't need up. to hear your voice. You have the means to help the protesters, to help the movements forward. You have the access and the wealth to do that. We do not need you to speak for us because y'all are so far removed from what's going on in our society that's in in everyday working folks, society, poor communities that I don't need your opinion. Atlanta is not Wakanda. I don't that care nigga who, was in some goddamn overalls looking like Sarone talking about Ex- this is Wakanda. Expeditious Panther. Like, we do not need... (laughs) (laughs) You you malicious monkey. T.I., shut the fuck up. God damn. You you old old thousand IQ ass stupid nigga. Shut the fuck up. We do not need the the, the thesaurus panther telling us how to fuck to run a movement, okay? Okay. Leave us us alone with that. Atlanta is... For Atlanta to be a black Mecca, a lot of ATLians, a lot of people in surrounding areas in Denver Metro say that they still experience a lot of fucking racism in Atlanta. So no. Talking about this ain't Atlanta. Nigga, they burned churches and black people in Atlanta. And 
the reason I did my AKAs um, talking about Tory Lanez, and I mean, granted, he is a celeb, but first of all, Tory Lanez has been like way less annoying than I thought he would be overall during this pandemic. But he I had agree. a rant on Twitter, and he said like, to, and he was talking about his peers, like, nigga, y'all can't relate to like everyday black people. Y'all are rich. You can't speak for people you can't relate to. Like, nigga, this ain't y'all fight. Tory Lanez has been very surprising to me in this pandemic as well. Um, you know, he was doing the demon time and the Instagram after dark and the women were uh, consensually participating in that type of, in what they were doing. So that's no jab at Tory Lanez. The, any money he has raised from his IG activities, he has donated it. He has helped pay rent for people he has done a lot of great things and he seems to be on the right side of history. Like I said, a lot of black celebrities are very far removed from the going ons of everyday black people. And even then they experience racism because Trump has had no issue calling y'all a sack of motherfuckers when he felt like it. So with that said, shut up. Shikana, girl fuck Gucci. Girl, fuck Louis Vuitton. Fuck all those big name designers who have always and will always be silenced and their silence translates to being complicit, but they love to get a black dollar from us. They love to use black models to seem so diverse and they are quiet. I don't need them to speak. I don't need them to be disingenuous. I just don't need fat bubble face bitches like you acting like the world is ending because the Gucci store got looted. They mm -hmm. have insurance, just like all of these other luxury brand stores that got looted. That is a drop in the bucket. They will write that off in their fucking taxes. I guarantee it. And if you a booster who got your hand on any of them bags, please hit my DMs. Let's talk. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about their property. Period. I do not. Do not give a fuck about their stores. I have been racially profiled in a Louis Vuitton store here in Denver. When Mike and I walked in with London while I had a Louis Vuitton bag on my arm with my initials in, um, engraved in it, they started locking up the purses. We were the only three people in there. So fuck them, loot it, burn it to the ground. To that lady that was on TV stealing that cheesecake, you should at least got a box because I agree, them Cheesecake Factory cheesecakes is expensive. So if they looted them cheesecakes, they probably stole $10,000 worth of cheesecakes and it was only 20 cheesecakes. Expensive also, shout cheesecake. out to y'all that Also, shout out to y'all niggas that were, get, that were getting Hennessy, Crown. That's the type of carrying on I like to see. But the type of carrying on I did not like to see was Shekinah. Girl, you crown over Linux. In it, damn near everybody in Atlanta will tell you, girl, fuck Linux. And that was before this shit started. Girl, don't nobody give a fuck about no goddamn and, Linux. Don't, niggas don't even go in there no goddamn more. And the a special fuck you to the dream as well, because nigga, please. Nigga, I, typing in all caps, talking about, don't burn this shit down. I live here. Well, nigga, and? I'm building something for my kids. The kids that you really don't take care of. No, let's talk about it. Them, you, them their, you, them their kids. You, you want, you one, you one toxic song away from being Nevadius, nigga. Like fam, get the fuck out of here. Um, King betting he could sell three hundred tickets for a weekday show. I don't really. 
that's that one kid that I don't really like. Who King? Yeah, for some reason. I just really don't care for him. And it's because he's kind of an entitled fucking brat. I mean, whereas the rest dad. of the whereas the rest of the kids that are of age or old enough, they got some grind and hustle behind them. Neek neek. Uh Messiah. Uh Damani. Um Deja. They all getting their own bags and you still here just refusing to get an education, refusing to, you so worried about the performing aspect, ask your dad about the business aspect, because that is the most important part. Because it's a lot of rappers who get hits, who have great albums, they get in shitty deals, they don't understand what they signing, they don't understand what they signing up for. If anything is to be learned, learn from your daddy, because he has managed to keep a bag with his, uh, I thought I saw a bunny rabbit looking ass. Elmer Fudd looking ass nigga. Oh, yeah. As much ass. as I can't stand to you, the one thing I will not take away from him is his business acumen. Absolutely. Uh, um, and that's something that King needs to learn. Like your daddy, your dad ain't going to be around for him. And your mama a bozo. And she's shown us that over and over again because one thing that um, uh, anybody, not just a man or a woman, because people always put this on men, keeping their word and your word is all you have. No, as a person, your word is all you have. If you make a bet, you adhere to the bet. If you lose the bet, you take it on the chin and you rework your plan and figure out how to accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish. You trying to get your son to go back on his word is the craziest shit ever to me because your son went out of his way to make that bet with his dad instead of listening to his dad. Because T.I. had a great idea about let's plan for a weekend show that does not interfere with school. He didn't want that. He told him, I bet you I could sell 300 tickets for a weekday show. So that's on him. Monica, where the album, sis? We want it. I do because I like I definitely Monica. I like Monica. I always have liked Monica. I've always liked Monica's voice. Um have you always girls on the internet be trying to play Monica like she can't sing. Yeah, but y'all do. Y'all really do. Y'all really like do. I get it. Like I get it. Y'all like that lady with the eyes for some goddamn reason. I get it, but you're not finna play in my face like Monica. That y'all be Monica lying. Can't Lion calling the vocal Bible and shit, child. Mm. If y'all more like a pamphlet, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, I really hope it seems like she's working with some really good people. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Going to give us that album, sis. We deserve it. You deserve it. Tommy's still a dickhead, and fuck you, Tommy. I'm I'm tired of talking about him just because she stayed with him and even had another baby with him. So obviously she enjoys that type of bullshit because it would be nothing for her to send his ass packing. I know, I know. I truly do hate to see it because I do like Latoya, but girl, I like her a lot. Oh, but he bring out the so worst in her. Yes, I, yes, you beat me to it. Yes, yes. Like it's to some things with him that has brought out a Toya that I was like, I, I, I didn't know you had this in you, but. I don't like it. She, he's very toxic. He's not a good fit for her, but we know they're together in real time. So, girl, I guess. I hate it, but girl, I guess. <laughs> Monica's son had a seizure, wishing him health and wellness. 
Um, just because the f- weirdest thing about people who have seizures sometimes is it can be onset late in life. Like some people, you find out they're epileptic when they're young. Some people, it onsets later in life due to underlying health issues or something like that. So whatever the case, we just wishing uh, continued health and healing for Monica and her family. She is a beautiful mother. Um, and I hate, as a mother, I understand how terrifying it is when your kids do not feel well, even for something as small as a common cold. So I just cannot imagine how it must have felt for her as a parent to deal with one of her children having a seizure, kind of just out the blue. Um, Before we go. So shout out to Toya's mama for getting clean because we saw Toya's mom way back in the day when she had that reality show on uh BT with Tiny. Um her mom as Toya has been very transparent about her mom and her dad were and have been drug addicts for a good part of her life, her majority of her life. Um we've seen the ups and downs Toya has had with her mom struggling with uh addiction and substance abuse, but as we've seen her the past couple episodes her mama is clean. She looks healthy. She is sustaining herself. She's gotten her teeth fixed. She has gained some weight. Um, a lot of times, one of the first signs of somebody being clean is they tend to put their weight back on because drinking and drug abuse, when that's all you do, you don't eat. You so worried about chasing that high that you stop eating and you tend to lose a lot of weight. And crackheads just get skinny but um now that toya is working on this relationship with her dad she we get a little more into it so it's six of them toya's mom and dad uh toya's siblings they all have the same father um her dad had six kids with her mom the two brothers that were murdered and justice was served and her, she and her sister Beatty. And it's two, it looks like it's two younger kids that might not be 18 yet. Because we saw one of them at the petting zoo. That was her little sister. So, and he got 21 kids total. I don't know, you shouldn't even want no sperm powerful enough to have 21 kids. Like, that is a lot. That is a lot. You should not want to nut in nobody enough to have 21 kids. Like, nigga, that is enough for a five-on-five team plus the six-man for both teams. That is too much. That's a whole lot. That's too many goddamn birthdays to be remembering. That's that's too many birthdays. That's too many goddamn father-daughter. And you're not rich, so that's a lot of kids that have gone without. Well, that also, too, and as well is true. Oh, boy, can you imagine that child support? <laughs> oh, my God, that bad child support will be enough to buy a small country. Like, good God. I know he ain't going to never work because he ain't going to never get ooh. no check or tax refund. So mm. whatever he do to get money, you you probably better off because the government on your ass. But um, Toya's mama is not over Toya's daddy. 
And it's evident because Red and Toya are finally having their housewarming. Um, they have a really beautiful house. And her mama is meeting... Her mama and daddy are meeting Red's parents for the first time, I believe. And she show up pissy fucking drunk. The thing about addicts is typically when an addict is trying to get clean, they tell them to not partake in any form of substance abuse. So even if you're a crackhead, they recommend that you not turn to drinking to cope with trying to steer clear of crack. And if you are an alcoholic, they try to tell you to avoid even going in bars and social settings that serve alcohol and stuff like that for that reason alone. So um, Toya is very worried her mom is sliding back into old habits. And I understand why I understand her frustrations and I understand her fears um, just because we black and we all have had substance abuse um, addicts in our families. And we know what that, what that journey to sobriety looks like. And how many times they slide back until they actually get clean, if they ever do. A lot of addicts die addicted to their drug of choice. So I understand her not wanting to see her mama take two steps forward and 14 back. Just give, that, just give her daddy some uh, pussy and call it a day. And get out your feelings, please. I mean, a dad, a dad will do you. A dab a dick a do you? Yeah, a polyp of pussy will satisfy you. I'm just saying. <laughs> a pence of pussy. Pusta, if you will. Like just fuck each other and get it over with. You don't got to start back drinking and and smoking crack again because you don't want to be in the same room with her daddy because he gets you hot and bothered. Go on to get that man some some cuda cat and leave us alone with the bullshit. Some okay? coochie. Might I have a a cup of coochie, please? A cup of coochie, you got to spell cup with K (laughs) for alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a cup of coochie I can borrow? (laughs) Like coming next door for some sugar. Yeah. Hey, Hey, ask your mama if she got some coochie I can have real quick. Two teaspoons of coochie, please. It'll do ya. With a little little nutmeg. (laughs) A little nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yep Um, (laughs) (laughs) speaking of the speaking of that family why do y'all keep interviewing little wayne about things related to um blackness black lives mattering and so on and so forth why do y'all continue to do that i can't even say y'all in this case because first of all first of all who the why the fuck is Lil Wayne talking to Fat Joe, who ain't even a nigga, about Black Lives Matter? Who, who ain't a nigga, but enjoy saying nigga. That, well, yes, 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 yes. Like, why is he? Why is that even a thing? Why is that even a thing? But honestly, it's not surprising to me because, you know, as you was getting ready to allude to, Wayne has always had this stance, you know, on black issues. So it's not surprising. Um, I understand if it's disappointing for some of y'all. I get that, but it's it's not to me because Wayne Wayne always kind of been a coon on this kind of shit. I remember him being on first take with fucking uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, and Skip was looking at him like, "How are you black saying this kind of stuff?" <laughs> like, 
I remember so, his infamous interview when he said fuck Black Lives Matter. Like he Oh yeah, he yeah, is yeah, always, yeah. He's always he was had like, a, I'm a young rich motherfucker. If that don't tell you that Black Lives Matter, I don't know what is, man. I remember that shit, yeah. But then yeah, he tried to walk that shit back. He has always been a very self-serving piece of shit, and that's why he has fallen off the way that he has. And good riddance. This is why I don't need y'all to keep trying to put no microphone in front of these celebrity faces. If anything, if we gonna bully them, let's bully them into using their wealth for good. Yeah, that's my thing. If we gonna bully, bully the rich. This, if we gonna if we gonna require something from the rich, it should be their money. They cannot relate to what's going on for us. They leave their homes daily with security. They don't know what it's like to have these type of encounters anymore. And T.I. is a fucking criminal. So when he got caught up, it was for shit he actually did. And even then, he's alive to talk about it. Same thing with Didn't Tiny do a bid for him on my tripping? No, she didn't do a bid for him. She was banned from the jail because she was giving him a hand job or some shit in prison. Oh, okay, no, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I knew it was somebody that did a bid. And for she, one of she, days. um, she, I she said that the ecstasy pills was hers, but she never went to jail for it. Okay. okay. She, she took the, she took the little charge because she had a clean record. Um, same thing with Wayne. He's had run-ins with the police. Kept, caught a gun charge, went to jail for a year. Again, he's alive to talk about it alive to talk about it always remember if ever you are going to have if you're going to be on the wrong side of things always remember any bad running you've had with the police you are alive to talk about it and so many others aren't and that should be enough to shut you the fuck up um (laughs) that was it for ti and tiny friends and family hustle we're gonna move we're gonna head to the uh west coast and we're going to pop off with growing up hip-hop. Um, Boogie was going at Master P and Romeo, and he was holding his own. He was not backing down. He was not going to be bullied into acting like he's done something wrong to Romeo when he hadn't. And he had uh, he had them in a chokehold, kind of. He had Romeo getting flustered, his lip quivering. He had Master P taking low blows, bringing up his relationship with Dame, Boogie's relationship with his dad, Dame Dash and all kind of shit. And Boogie didn't care about none of that. He was not backing down. That's the type of nigga I am. If if I'm right, if I know I'm right, and I know you dead ass wrong, you're not going to deter me from you being dead ass wrong. Every jab they threw at Boogie, he stayed part of the course. Why didn't you call everybody personally to hash out any issues you thought y'all had? Well, that's the thing. Like, Boogie, I I agree with you, but I didn't even see, like, Boogie really, like, in a, you know, attack, you know, quote-unquote mode. He was no, just, he, he wasn't he, in attack mode. He was just he, holding his own. Yeah, but I don't even think it's that. Like, he, like most of us, the viewers with Sense, just had the question, like, why is this even a thing? Like, why, like, why, why did this need to be such a big fallout meeting? Romeo quitting the show and all this type of shit. Master P old ass getting in young people's drunk. Right? Like, why did it need to be this? Because this is not that big of a damn deal. Yeah, and my thing, my thing was um, when Boogie told 
told Romeo, fam, I have reached out to you. I've tried to kick it with you. I've tried to get in contact with you outside of the show. You don't answer the phone. Then Romeo got super pissed. And that's how you know that everything Boogie was saying was the absolute truth. You don't answer your phone. You got your pops fighting your battles. You showing up to meetings trying to have conflict resolution, but you coming with an entourage of niggas who talking about putting on gloves and fighting. Your intention was never to clear the air. Your intention was to put on a show so that you can have a dramatic exit. And you a, you a bitch for that. And so is your big bubble butt ass daddy. Okay, yeah, like that like, shit was you a coward. Good, quit, bitch. If the shit and then it talking about this just business, it's just money. Okay, and if that's what it is, why are you upset? Why are you upset that some niggas you just get money with has some jokes about ICDC and shit? If these not friendships, if these is not people that you find valuable, what you upset about? Like, why do you care? Like, why are you that, so mad if it's just and a bag? And the other thing is bars. like. I know, right? And and the other thing is, like, nigga, again, this literally could just be a even. It don't even have to be on the show, but like, nigga, the bitch. The issue is you and Angela and the back and forth that y'all have had. And honestly, they wrote them clips back. You talking all this shit? You been talking mad shit for somebody that's mad at a couple of jokes, Romeo? Because they wrote them clips back. The issue is with y'all. And, like, the cast is like, okay, why is Romeo acting weird? Then you prove the point by acting weird and making it dramatic and quitting the show. Like, I don't weirder. get it. Weirder. Right, weirder. Like, it didn't need to be all this. And your goddamn old-ass daddy for goddamn show didn't need to get in young people's shit. That was... What mm. your daddy need to be doing is somewhere getting lipo in a fucking tummy tuck. So he can be the true thick bitch he really is, and, and stay get that out of your frog son. out his goddamn throat. Because I didn't stay know if he was son business. And I also, didn't... it's really creepy when they rolled the footage back of him flirting with Brianna. But you talking about uh, you talking about people being weird? Brianna is like thirty, if that. Master P is like almost sixty. Why the fuck is you sitting up here telling one of your sons? associates and peers you want both of them that's fucking creepy yeah like, i meant I didn't, to touch on that that's creepy stop doing that yeah i didn't i didn't understand the point of any of this like i i legit I, was I watching don't get this it. i'm like, so confused what is what is what is the issue like what like my, what yeah friend my thing is if me and you stop being friends if i decide i don't want to be your friend for whatever reason it may be and that's how I feel. And I won't explain to you off cameras what the issue is. What, what more do we need to talk about? What conversation do we need to have? What air do we need to clear? Yeah. I'm going one why, way and you're going to go on yours. Go ahead, friend, my bad. And why is he angry with the rest of the cast talking about what well, him and Master P talking about y'all picking sides and getting into everybody's business? Also, Master P, you talk like you got a goddamn throat, a, a goddamn frog in your throat, but that's neither here nor there. Um, far as I know, the only, I mean, of course they're going to. Y'all gonna... got beef with Little Twist over that ICDC fucking joke, and you been mad at somebody for the whole fucking season. And you couldn't just get the shit off your chest to them. And I'm glad Lil Twist didn't show up. Cause like he said, if you if you got a problem with me as a man, you come to you come to me. Don't send no another man to me with your grievances. 
And I bet, uh, I bet Easy E rolling over in his goddamn grave and his son being the carrier pigeon for another grown man. Yeah, he was being, he was being a charade. What the fuck is you delivering messages for? If anything, if he needed to get that message to the folk, to the cast that bad, it should have been through the production. Fam, I'm not doing shit. That's I'm not Angela getting in said. the middle of shit. Boy, fuck you. That's what Angela said. Like, either reach out to me or, like, if you want to have a meeting, have producers um, talk about it. Like, I just thought this whole thing was weird. I didn't understand it. And I, Romeo and his daddy just looked like two big old bitches to me. Like, this this was not that damn deep. And, uh, and, the, and the two people that it was deep, deep between Romeo and Angela one of the people is just like, call me. And then the other person is like, I'm not answering no calls, but also y'all start talking about me. But also I want to have this meeting because all y'all got a problem with me. How does that and, make sense, Romeo? And the consensus on, on all of that is, boy, fuck you. Two big, two big, bad built bitch ass niggas having a field day, creating chaos and stirring shit up. Fuck both you video vixens. Leave us alone. Um, you know who else I want to leave us alone? TT and Tyran. That's Egypt's uh brother name. I just this is weird. I don't like y'all let me say this. need Hold a on, fucking let me life. Let, let me say this. I don't like how they are treating Egypt about this because we that episode that this happened, we dragged Bree because she was antagonizing Egypt. She absolutely was. And she was I, she was coming across very threatening, and yeah. anybody else in Egypt position would have stole off on that hoe too if they knew if they knew better. Yeah, especially that's what happens. Once... Her, especially given Brianna's history on the show, where she has typically been the aggressor, has typically been the one trying to fight other girls on the show. That has been all her. No offense, but girl, fuck Brianna. Yeah, like, and that's... I mean that in this situation, fuck her. Because this has been a constant, she has not only disrespected Egypt, she has gotten very disrespectful with Pepper. she has gotten disrespectful with Tretch. What more do y'all really, like, I'm confused. I I'm very it. confused. I don't get it. Like, usually when someone bullies you and you have, you've had enough of being bullied, you beat their ass. And that's what Egypt did. And I'm pretty sure that... Taran and TT can relate because most of us have related to that. Somebody trying to trying to um, be aggressive with you, somebody trying to bully you, talk shit. You uh, like it's only so many times you can turn the other cheek till you gonna turn the other fist at their face. So I don't understand them acting like Egypt is so wrong, and I also don't understand them like passing it off on Sam. I don't. Let me it. also like, let me also say this, TT, you whole ass pregnant. Worrying about what Egypt got going. Bitch, sit down. And Tyran, you need a fucking woman so you can stop worrying about how your sister throwing her pussy on Sam. Y'all are way, way, way too involved in that grown-ass woman's life. Period. That's a grown-ass woman. She got her own household. She got her own bills that she paying with her partner, whether you like them or not. I do not like Sam. Let me say that. I don't really yeah, he's care very Sam. I think he's very weird. I think his, the, just something about him is off to me, but I also understand autonomy. I also understand as somebody who speaks openly about being a womanist, that is her decision to make. That is her body. That's her mind. That's her heart. 
that's her vagina to do with it as she pleases with whom she pleases and who she chose is Sam. So either y'all going to keep y'all distance or you going to- Which is fair. Which is fair. Which is fair. Which is very fair. Or you're going to have a relationship with her and stop minding her relationship. You cannot do both. You cannot try to run her life. Or you're going to end but up losing, also, her, losing her audio you, life. You're you going to lose her for good. Like, let it go. In that situation, she was not wrong. She did what she felt she needed to do. And that's what it is. And to go and get to involved in treaching it and shit like that, which I do believe Tretch made a good point. And you and I called Sam out for cheerleading the situation. Yes, yes, we did. Which is, again, why we say he's very weird. He is absolutely weird. weird. And I get the concern, but you can't force it. Yeah, Tretch made a good point about Sam cheerleading versus calming Egypt down and removing her from a situation. Because like he said, no man should ever want to see their woman in a situation like that fighting and having conflict constantly you should you should be the one pulling your partner away from that type of situation because you know that there could be ramifications if it goes too far people can be hurt people could even be killed it could start some type of beef some type of war you never know but why do you want to see that that is my only gripe about that situation is that sam being a cheerleader was very fucking weird to me yeah that's why and and little twist called him out on it I've never been um, in a situation like that where even now, if I get too upset, it Mike is always trying to calm me down. Like, hey, let's figure this out. Let's figure another way. It don't got to come to you beating, beating nobody the fuck up or nothing like that. Like, you don't ever want to see your partner in a position where their life is at risk, your life is at risk, or their freedom is at risk because they end up in jail. So Tretch made a good point about that, but I'm really 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 sick of them um calling egypt immature and they are the one constantly running to everybody trying to get a uh anti-sam coalition started brianna was wrong and tretch even said so tretch was like i remember my last interaction with brianna and i can see how things got to where they got to they rolled their footage back same thing with Peppa. They rode the footage back on how Brianna was disrespecting her and acting and pointing her finger and shit like that. Um, and, you know, closing out, Tresh just said it's it's Sam's behavior in this situation that rubbed him the wrong way. It's not Egypt. It's not Egypt's actions that rubbed him the wrong way. It was Sam's reaction to it. Sam's uh, unwillingness to get his future wife out of a very tense situation that could lead to to violence. So, and that's very fair because I had a problem with that too. Because you were standing there cheerleading, acting like she Ali when she barely connected them two punches on Brianna. Let's be honest about that. She got them, but they barely connected. She damn sure ain't no Tyson in his prime. But he was a bitch for acting like, you know, he just it popped off real lovely and like i was like okay and he just standing there like nigga don't even know like when after a fight you get the fuck out of dodge in case the police show up he trying to chit chat fucking weirdo yeah he's weird like i get like i'm not even gonna hold um i'm not gonna hold tt and taran for like not liking sam's behavior like in general because again he's weird my problem with them is like the you cannot force 
Egypt tonight not be with this, this nigga. Like, that's – you can't do that. Like, and at the end of the day, Trish is her daddy. Like, if any, if anybody Egypt is going to listen to, it's Trish. And Trish seems to, like, not – like we said, not necessarily have an issue with what she did, but, like, Sam's – behavior towards it and if anybody can get to Sam and maybe he can correct that then maybe it's Trish but y'all just doing way too damn much absolutely and, and especially acting like Egypt is like the worst because I know good and got t- girl your name is TT for crying out loud I know you don't punch the bitch in the face for trying to bully you if you don't get the fuck out of my face I, I just need her to shut up that's it I just need you to focus on having a healthy pregnancy preparing yourself for labor and delivery, preparing yourself to be a first-time mom. I just need you to focus on yourself and your growing family. I really need you to get out of Egypt business because it's really bordering on strange than a motherfucker. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of where I am on that. And, and now, uh, married to medicine. This, this was episode, more or less a snooze episode. Yeah, it's, this was I very snoozy, lack boozy. Episode for Hollywood Night of Terror. Okay. Dr. Kendra. I will thought, give y'all points on that title because that's one of the better ones y'all done had. Yeah. Um, so this, I feel like the one one thing that really stood out to me that's not drag worthy, but it was just an observation is that Dr. Kendra thought that being a doctor would make new motherhood kind of a piece of cake for her. And she's really suffering trying to figure it out. Yeah. I will say also, I like that her husband is concerned with her, but it's not like trying to force her to do something. He's like, look, whatever you, whatever you want to do and how we're going to try to ease, you know, the stress on you, I'm down for whatever. I like that in her husband. Like, he's not trying to take control of her. I, yeah, he's concerned, but he's her. not controlling. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, hey, Shanique husband be on her ass. Um, you know what? When I learned that they both Jamaicans, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It makes okay. perfect sense. Because he told her you should dress up a witch since that's how you've been acting. I mean, he didn't lie. <laughs> he didn't lie. Because I, I swear to God, when they was at Kendra house and she was yelling and stuff, I, I thought the bitch was going on Super Saiyan. Yeah, I really did. So he didn't lie, but that's she. Also got- she is definitely taking her misery with her husband's unwillingness to support her in a new career path out on the other girls at this point because specifically of uh, Leah and um, Imani specifically. Yeah, she's definitely taking it out on them because Imani's done nothing this season yet to really warrant the way that she and jasmine are treating her while being upset that jasmine doesn't want being upset that imani is not willing to be great great friends with them but look at the material that y'all are providing nothing about the way jasmine and shanique make me want to open up and be vulnerable with them Mm -mm. they are they are definitely some mean girls yeah, without without lacking the backbone, because nothing about Shanique screams like she's about that action. Now, Jasmine, she strikes me as that you got to catch on the good day, but nothing about Shanique specifically screams like I'm about the shit that I say. 
Yeah. And also, the only two people that have the real issue is Jasmine and Imani, and Imani has moved on. So, Shanique, you really don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah, I, that's true. That's very true. Um, Speaking of Imani, though, she definitely killed it with that uh, Shiri costume. Yeah, she looked she looked really adorable. I really like that. Um, I got a, I got I got some smoke for Doctor Britton. Um, What's that? She's a little on the selfish side. Uh, she definitely did not think of how this move would affect her husband, her kid. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, as a matter of fact, the, as a matter her fact. daughter is acting out. They spent the whole episode talking about how nasty her attitude is, which rubbed me the wrong way because if your daughter attitude is a lot different than it used to be, why aren't you as somebody with access to mental health care, like at the, at the, at your fingertips um, trying to figure out what's going on that your children are acting out. You have a son who is too goddamn old to be sleeping in the bed with you. Your husband is not sleeping in the bedroom with you. You say your daughter and her attitude are giving you hell. And yet you're not trying to figure out and assess why. A, a child that big should not still be sleeping in the bed with his parents. I mean, honestly, I think Mac, uh, I, and the, I, that's her husband, yeah, right? Mac. Yeah. I think he. I mean, he 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 lightly pulled her wig and was like, "I mean, look, she's always had a quote unquote attitude, but all I'm saying is, when we was in when we was in Florida and you were here, she was cool. When we moved out here to Cali to be with you, then all those things got worse. I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying that's basically what he said, and I agree because I think." When this first started, because that was like when they did the pilot season, that was like a whole big storyline for her and Mac. And we, me, you, and Curtis all agreed, like, Britain, why the fuck are you here and not in Florida with your goddamn family? My my thing is, you can have a married to medicine in Florida. Yes. 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 You have the connection with, um, with Contessa. Contessa. And it's just you a state away. You could do this anywhere. I'm very confused. And I'm also very confused about you being comfortable stripping, being the one that strips away the intimacy of the marriage because you are not setting boundaries about co-sleeping with a very, very uh, of age child. A six, seven, eight-year-old, a six, seven-year-old really has no business in the bed with you. Yeah, they a, they suggest against a <laughs> I know they suggest <laughs> they suggest against co-sleeping for toddlers. They suggest getting toddlers acclimated to sleeping in their own beds. Yeah, once a once here and there, okay, fine, no big to do. But you have totally taken one of the very key elements of a marriage out. And you and you think it's cute. It's not cute. It's not funny. And as we will see, we as we saw in the previews for um, tonight's episode, when they visit New Orleans, Contessa and Imani going to be like, girl, what? What you mean y'all yeah. not sleeping in the bed, y'all not having intimacy? Yeah. Do you think this is going to be another Scott and, Con and Contessa redux just with this, this um, franchise? 
I mean, not this um, franchise, but this season. Not, I think, no, maybe not this season. But I definitely think as the show continues on, like maybe next season or a season after, we will probably see some really big issues in Dr. Britton and Max' marriage if they don't figure out the intimacy part. I agree with that. Um, so we I might not see it this season, but we're seeing the makings of it. I can also sense. see it because even in this episode when Max said, you know, I have to go back to Florida to handle some business, Britton was kind of uh, upset and mad, but it's like, yeah, ap- right. But it's like, I mean, he can't just like not do business because he, they moved, he moved out here to be with you. Like he still has, like he can't take the business with him for what he does. Like he has to, he has to try to do both. And I mean, he, I mean, let's call the thing a thing. He definitely sacrificed a little bit. Uh, well, a lot of bit to come out to Kelly and be with you. So you can't, you know, dims the brakes because this is what you wanted. And he said, you know what? I'm going to make my, my wife happy. So let's, he going to move out there to Cali with you, even though his business probably took a hit. Absolutely. Um, so to this, what Shanique set up was very cute. I love the haunted house. I love the haunted hayride. I thought that was a really cute idea. I am a holidays person myself. I love the holidays. Like, um, but more like, the ones going into fall and winter. So like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. uh, New Year's, um, and then like wrapping it, winding it all up with Valentine's Day and Easter. Like summer holidays is cool because you just get to eat barbecue and drink and talk shit. But like the super fun holidays to me start at Halloween. And then that. work their way around. So I thought that was really cute. Um, I think, Brit- speaking of Britain and Mac, I thought they were the best dressed couple. Me too. Me too. I really I like, loved it. Yeah. Um, I don't think Leah read the room when she called herself imitating Dr. Kendra's outfit. And I don't think Dr. Kendra's jumpsuit was ugly. Me I think either. they find issue with it because she's a bigger woman. And I, I want that. to be clear in calling that out because we have seen that same um Gucci aviator jumpsuit on Nene Leaks, who while Nene is a shapelier a thicker woman. Um, I think Kendra's type of thickness, Kendra's weight, um, especially in LA, they... And especially post-baby. Yeah, they refuse to admit their bias on it Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, Kendra is a lot of kind of bigger women. She's not super duper curvy. She don't have the Dr. Miami hips and ass and the little itty bitty teeny weeny ways, but everything else, um, which we need to do a better job of showing bigger bodies that are not the ideal shape for men. Um, And I do think she's a, she's a, she says she's a size 16 or 18 and she's not, the curviest of curvy i think she still looks good i still think she's a pretty woman um but the issue that they have with her is because she did not look like a nene leaks or a you know very super curvy video vixen in that gucci uh jumpsuit because when they showed the picture of it i was like what's the issue with it she looked really cute to me i thought it was cute Um, i also feel like I also feel like um, 
that that's they kind of stretching that. Well, ain't no kind of they stretching that because it's really not an issue. Because even Kendra is like, okay, I mean, haha, but whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's something that they kind of egging on, uh, just for the sake of needing to have conflict. Because Kendra don't really seem to care at all. Yeah. I, I don't think she cares because she has bigger things going on, trying to get settled into a new house, trying to settle into motherhood, yeah. trying to work her way back into the office, you know, as an OBGYN. So this is like, this is little bitty, itty bitty, useless bullshit. And it shows because she do not give a fuck. Yeah. Um, but I which still is also, think which also brings read in, the room. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree. She should have read the room, um, which also brings in the question um Shanique if Kendra didn't care don't care why do you care so damn much because she mad that she got called out on her shit one thing that I could say um is that Jasmine and Shanique can never handle being called on their shit while simultaneously trying to call people out on theirs well yes they dish it but they cannot take it and this episode was proof positive because you did ruin that woman's housewarming. She did tell you ladies how important this was for her to establish a sense of normalcy um, and do something that wasn't tied to the baby. And you went out your way to ruin it. And your husband has even called you on your behavior. He even called her out on not inviting Leah. He was like, I would have a problem if you had an issue with one of the ladies in the group, but they decided still to single you out and alienate you from group activities. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. And Imani brought her as her plus one. Yes. And I love Imani for that. And I love that Shanique got called out for being messy because if you laughed, right, if you laughed, the way you brought that to Kendra was as if Leah was being very, very malicious and she was not. Yeah. So. And you, you, the thing to do with Shanique is like, you tried to call Leah out and Jet and Imani for being messy while being messy and also admitting that you laughed at the mess. So what the fuck is the point? Yeah, it was stupid. If they got I... dirty, you dirty too, bitch. What is you <laughs> like, what? That don't make you clean. Like you just as if you if you trying to take it there, you just as guilty as they is. Absolutely. And and that's what uh that's what Imani and Leah said. It's not that you told her, it's the way you brought it to her and the way that you left out the fact that you were laughing hysterically when it was said, even so much that you told Jasmine what was said. And then she laughed hysterically. If something is a joke, it's a joke. If it's not malicious, don't present it as such. Because when you do, you definitely are being a messy bitch, and that's why you got called on your bullshit. And especially and, when you was chuckling right along with them. And Jasmine called you, um, and Leah called Jasmine out on her bullshit. Like, when you know Shanique is wrong, but you won't say shit, and she talking about, well, I understand Shanique. I understand who she is. But Yeah, so because y'all the same type out. of stupid motherfucker. Yeah, you copped out, and get the fuck off my... Because my y'all face. have one brain, and that one brain is... We are, I, I don't know, the one to twin powers of dumb bitchdom, but that's sh- that we don't like that shit. Nobody likes that shit. That's why Leah called that shit out. Yeah, because she tried. Jasmine tried to say my friend is just real, and when re- she don't, when you come at her the wrong way, you know she she just reacts that way. What way did Leah come at her wrong? I'm still trying to figure it out. What yeah. way did Imani come at Shanique wrong? Because Imani and Shanique ain't got no goddamn business beefing. 
Cause they ain't, cause mine ain't did shit to Shanique. So I'm, again, I'm trying to figure out what has been so wrong done to Shanique for her to warrant such behavior. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it. Absolutely. That was all that happened in this episode. And I, yeah, I'm sure much. Jeremy ready to get to this last part of this uh, virtual reunion. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna let my friend drag it away because he was ready to pop last week. So y'all lucky that I that we decided to wait till this week because he was ready to get in and get off on on you goofy hoes on this reunion episode. So take it away, friend. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, what my friend said, I was um really sad that we uh well I I wasn't necessarily sad, but I I wanted to drag last week, but you know, we staggered because which speaking of which, real quick, cause I and I thought about this. I know like when they announced that they was holding back on the um on a Real Housewives of Potomac, I know initially we was kind of sad. But when you think about it, it's actually smart that they did stagger it because I got to thinking, and can correct me if I'm wrong, like after this and after Potomac with the pandemic going on and then with, you know, everything else that's been going on this week, I don't know when they're going to film another show. So I think Uh, it was... mm. yeah, because I thought about that because I'm like, okay, after Potomac, then what comes next? Because I don't even know if they're going to film some of those other Housewives shows or like what, what reality shows is going to film with the pandemic and everything else going on. So it's actually kind of smart that Bravo held back on um, Potomac because we're going to need something. Now, after that, uh, good to hell look, everybody. But uh, good on them for knowing that um, it's going to kind of be thinly veiled for rather than miss yeah at least for the foreseeable future so yeah we're gonna have to and we're gonna have to take initiative in figuring out you know how to combat that yeah we're gonna have to go in the lab yeah yeah but um but for the time being let's talk about part three this union um nene okay so we ain't really got to go in no goddamn more to hell it's a reunion fuck it um i want to talk about yvonne that's why I want to start. I want to talk about Yovana. Because Yovana came on this damn part through the reunion and they had to talk about Snake Gate, which honestly, I don't know why they want to talk about Snake Gate, because honestly, we really don't give a fuck. But whatever. You presented it to us, so that's what we're gonna talk about. Yovana made no motherfucking sense in her explanation of what the hell went down with Snakegate and her involvement with Snakegate. Because here's the thing. If you are telling me that Nene Leaks wanted you, Yovana, to record the girls because she wanted to know if any of them were talking shit about her, and you said that you you told her that you was going to do it, but then, but you, but that was a lie because it fucked with your moral integrity. But then you got on the season, flip flopping and te- between between it being true or not, and that ultimately you didn't do it. Then what the fuck was the point, Yvonne? Like, what the fuck was the point of even bringing this up? What was the point of you 
bringing your ass to this reunion when you said a whole bunch of nothing. And the fact that Portia, Portia Luther King, which also shout out to Portia being on the front lines and helping out with the protesters and stuff. Girl, you up here living up, living up to your goddamn family name. I tell you what, finally, but you know, growth comes. When Portia said, yeah, this makes sense to me. When Portia Williams is the smartest person in the room, something is wrong. When Portia Williams, the same Portia who let Phaedra manipulate her into going against Candy with that date rate shit for no goddamn reason. When that person, that same Portia, sees holes in your story and flaws in your logic and shit that don't make no damn sense, that's when there's a problem. And it's also not lost on me that the only three people that really believe the Ivana um, essentially snitching or talking bad about Nene is the three bitches who don't like Nene. Like, I'm sorry, but if Cynthia, Ken, Kenya, and what's the other bitch name? Eva. If them the only three that's believing your story, something's wrong. Something is absolutely wrong. And also, and I have to bring I, this I, up. <laughs> My thing is, Yovana. I don't care how much you try to blame this on Nene. You a grown ass woman and you had a choice. You coming into a brand new circle of women, you had a choice whether or not to be recording conversations and shit to, for one person. You made that decision. Nene didn't put no gun to your head and tell you had to do it. You could have said, I ain't finna get in the middle of nothing you had going with these girls. I'm new to the scene and I'm just trying to get to know the ladies and form my own opinions. That's simple. Especially you wanted to do that. that you, you so what the fuck was the point? You wanted to do that shit. You wanted to be in on that. You wanted to stir up some controversy regarding yourself so you could try to get a peach and you just gotta own that. And I mean And I would be fine with that. Like yeah. get it how you live. Because she got the peach, didn't she? Yeah. Or she gonna be on the next season. So it's so it's like, girl, you you saw an avenue for you to get a peach and you got it. So what's what what are we doing here and also i don't like this though because if this is if this is the type of shit you had to do to get a piece and this the type of shit that you bring in i don't have hope for next season of real housewives of atlanta me either because girl what was the point is you first of all you didn't even record record the shit and like my friend said you had a choice you chose you chose to lie about doing it which makes it even worse So what, what, what is, it's like at the end of um, Infinity War when Thanos was talking to Lil Gamora and she asked him like, what did it cost? Everything. Like, was it worth it, Yavana? Cause you looked and sounded the fuck stupid. You looked and sounded the fuck stupid and with you being on the next season, I don't have hope. I mean, granted, not that I had hope anyway, because again, at this point, we only watch a Real Housewives of Atlanta for to longevity and arbitrary reasons. But this, this was not it. This was not it. Because first of all, Nene and Cynthia ain't even damn friends no more. So what? The, who the fuck cares if they were talking shit about each other when they weren't when they weren't friends? Who gives a fuck? 
And also, let me say this, because I saw a lot of people and even Cynthia talking about, well, Yovana is here and Nene not. So that makes me believe Yovana. First of all, the story didn't make no damn sense. And second of all, I absolutely understood Nene not being there. Now, Nene is a terrible big bad bitch. Do not get it twisted. Do not get me wrong. We have dragged Nene from hell and high water for being an old-ass bird and bozo on this show, and that's going to continue. But if I'm Nene, why would I be on this show, on this panel, with someone who ain't even on the damn show? Someone who is, is going to lie and play in my damn face, and I got these other three bozos who also have all going to lie and play in my damn face. Why would I be there? Like, you already think I'm the bad guy. You already think I'm evil. Why the fuck would I be there and just get mad and at the ass and prove the point that you're trying to make about me? I wouldn't have showed up either. Now, you can call Nene a coward for that, but I actually think it's smart. I'm not finna give you a damn show and you got this cockamamie-ass damn story that hell Bravo rolling the bean footage back and pulling clips of Yvonne being put being full of shit and flip-flopping a line and shit. I'm not finna give you bitches a show. At all. And make you, and, and try to prove, and, and essentially prove your point for you. Fuck that. So I don't, I'm not mad at Nene, Nene for not showing up when, showing back up when Yvonne got on. I would have done the same shit. Hell, bitch, suffer. Because you want a reaction. Starve. That's it. I would have paid her dust too. Yeah. I would have paid her dust just because she's a liar and I still don't believe that she didn't record some shit. I definitely think she do. I definitely think Nene's receipts hold a lot of weight because her receipts was just Yovana basically incriminating her damn self. Talking about her husband don't want to ruin their reputation in Atlanta and blah, blah, blah. And please don't, please don't say it was me and all this other shit. Like you, somebody lying. Somebody motherfucking lying, and it, it definitely points to Yovana. Yeah. So, it points girl, to Yovana simply for the fact that her story flip flops so much, and there's so many receipts and clips of her appearance on the show of her contradicting her damn self so much. So it's like if any if you're right, it is a liar, and it all points to Yovana. And again, for that peach, but at what cost? You up here looking like a fucking fool. Speaking of a fucking fool, here we go. Wound. I don't know how much of this point of uh, Cynthia um, giving Kenya a pass for her shitty behavior. Cynthia not realizing that she loves being around and being friends with toxic and evil ass people and not holding them accountable. Same old, same old song and dance with Cynthia. I am tired. Please move to LA to be with your family, which you should have been doing, and leave us the fuck alone. Because I am tired. Like, please go away. I am tired of you being the fuck stupid on my goddamn TV screen in Atlanta with these with these same women who you know are trash, but yet you pick and choose which trash you want to give a pass to because. They are not wrong. When Andy brought it up, he was not wrong in pointing out how trash Nene is, yet Cynthia um, gives her hell for it. But yet Kenya is as trash, if not worse, and it's crickets. Mm -hmm. 
Andy was not wrong for bringing that up. Nor was Portia wrong for bringing it up. Nor is anybody wrong for bringing it up. Mm, I agree. So I'm tired. I hope Cynthia isn't back on the next season because I really don't care to see her flip-flopping between which trash she want to hold accountable or not. Girl, either you're going to hold trash accountable across the board or you're just going to shut the hell up. Because I'm I tired. prefer you shut the hell up. Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I really. If I, I have a choice, shut the fuck up. Maybe we can just be silent. Call you Cynthia. Cynthia lips together. <laughs> call you Cynthia Scott. But please leave us alone. Please. Um, one last quick point. Um, speaking of Cynthia, it's a, it's actually um, fitting that you are friends with Kenya and Nene because. Candy brought up a good point when they was talking about um, um, Tanya and the cookie lady. Um, Cynthia, if you knew the cookie lady beforehand and you also knew the information that Kenya later used to be malicious um, to Tanya beforehand and you still invited Tanya in that woman's space, you need your face slap because that's actually worse. It's definitely worse. Cynthia don't deserve no passes for that. No, she absolutely does. And I was disappointed in Tanya for giving her a pass. I'm like, tired of that shit. Yeah, it's it's very, like, that's worse, girl. That is absolutely worse. Like, yeah, Kenya, uh, who was it, Portia? Like, Portia said something like, yeah, Kenya, um, Kenya had the gun, but Cynthia loaded the bullets. That's an accurate goddamn, <laughs> that's an accurate that's damn a, analogy. Mm-hmm. Like, Cynthia, you need your face lap. Like, Oh, hell, maybe that's why you give Kendra such a goddamn uh, Ken, Ken, yeah, such a goddamn pass for her bullshit. Cause you on the same shit. That's worse. Like that's a woman you was trying to befriend, and you brought a whole ass woman who you knew had some damning he say she say type shit, and you you basically led that woman into an ambush, and you up here acting like it's no damn big deal, and trying to pass all the blame on Kenya. Cynthia, you need your face slap. Yep. Absolutely. And you look at that Tanya is not um, a real bitch, as Curtis would say. Thank you. Thank you, friend. I, I was trying to find a way to say it, but thank you. <laughs> and y'all like you, but girl, you're not no real bitch. <laughs> you should have had the energy that Portia was on because Portia was more mad for you and it was about you. God damn, Tanya. Got, listen. Because Portia was ready to flip shit over because Portia was like, y'all not finna play in my damn face. And wrong is wrong. And I agree. Absolutely agree. And again, what was it worth it, Kenya? Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Because you did all that carrying on about the cookie lady and Mark don't even want your cookies no more. Well, maybe because I know they still together in real time, but still. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Well, I think that's it for the reunion. Um, I The reunion as a whole, being a virtual reunion, it's new. It's very new. Um, the adapting with the times that we're going in is very new. Um, the star for me was Portia. She carried on the whole goddamn reunion. She was not Unapologetically, no- too. At, at that, she was not taking nobody's shit. She wasn't here for Ken, for uh, Kenya. She wasn't here for Cynthia. She wasn't here for Eve, Eva. We ain't forgot them social distancing ass titties, Eva. Um, and I 
I just enjoyed Portia the whole reunion. I really did. She brought the energy. She brought the receipts. She brought the clapbacks. She was not letting the girls um, get away with being full of shit. And bravo, Portia Williams. Bravo. And you also get points for me because you out here in these streets with the protesters. So you get a point from me. Absolutely. Uh, um, I don't have nothing else to add to that. Uh, eloquent. You did that. So that's it for Real Housewives. And I think that's it for this episode. So um, Yeah, that's it. We'll Medicine LA comes on tonight. So we'll yep. be back next week to talk about that. Um, uh, it's still a couple episodes left in Growing Up Hip Hop. A couple episodes left in... T.I. and Tiny, and in that time, we will get to thinking about what we can add next. Uh, I know Marriage Boot Camp is on its way back, so that'll be back in the lineup. And speaking of uh, Phaedra, she gonna wonder, be on there. Yeah, Phaedra's, Phaedra Nasty Donkey Booty Ass gonna be on there. Um, I'm gonna see what's going on with Growing Up Hip Hop New York and Atlanta, where they're at. Um, and Have we they said when Potomac actually comes back? Oh, they have, they have not. They have not. So, Married to Medicine is just getting started. So, hopefully, you know, like I said, we're going to run to the drawing board. We may introduce some new shows. Let's see what's going on around and about the different networks. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you back next week. Peace, news.